ETA to drop capsule re-entry 20 seconds. Please advise visual confirmation. Blue Hawk has landed. Repeat, Blue Hawk has landed. Secure the area. Confirm payload. Approaching the capsule now. Security. I'm surrounded! Lieutenant, you're breaking up. Can you hear me? They're coming for the The sounds you're hearing are a leaked transmission obtained through an anonymous source. It's from a battle that erupted in the town of Gorlitz on the former Poland-Germany border just last night. War broke out eight days ago. The U.S. and Russia finally blinked, and now we're all in the crosshairs. Bullets are flying in the former German city of Gorlitz today. After Chaos that it soon turned the Polish border town into another hazard another zone. Another city to fall victim to the growing Russian-American... The U.S.-Russia war rages on tonight, ignited only days ago in the wake of the Battle of Doha. While the media has been reporting that the voices you've just heard belong to American and Russian soldiers, as you'll soon see, that might not be the whole story. I'm your host, Mitali Reed. This is The Reed Report. Today is October 28, 2042, episode 996, The Intel Wars. A war of this scale was, of course, the last thing the world needed following a decade of disaster. Rising sea levels have ravaged 50% of global shipping. Threatening food supply chains for billions. Some now calling this a second great Both depression. the US and Russia are in an escalating fight over the United Nations officials estimate that 1.2 billion people have been displaced. The greatest refugee crisis in human history. This war will be especially hard on those who've already lost so much, the non-patriated. But perhaps some NOPATs have decided not to sit on the sidelines and see this war as an opportunity to fight for their future. To unpack what exactly was going on in the leaked audio, I reached out to an expert place. on the ground. It uh, survived the Great War. I'm outside well, Gorlitz, which is now under American yeah, occupation, to learn what happened firsthand. I've been put in touch with a former GRU agent, Russian intelligence, who I'll just refer to as Anton. So tell me, Anton, what is it you hear on that tape? That is the American soldiers going for the capsule, uh, for the drive. Wait, wait, wait. So what is the capsule? Uh, Low-orbit reconnaissance capsules. Whatever they see is encoded to an internal hard drive and then shot to Earth. Are you saying this crash was intentional? Oh, uh, very much so. Why design capsules that have to be physically recovered? In the digital world, the best-kept secret is analog. Ever since the blackout, it's the most secure option they have. Of course, what Anton is referring to is the blackout of 2040. 
a shocking turn of events. The world's hopes of recovery were devastated today. The story is estimated more than 70% of orbiting satellites have malfunctioned. The global blackout of communications and navigation systems. Including dozens of fatal plane crashes around major cities. The US and Russia are accusing the other of causing the incident. The blackout was the biggest disaster of the last decade. Orbital reconnaissance is what kept Russia and the US from going to war with each other. Because they could see what the other was doing, for the most part. Okay, but now, what does this have to do with what happened in Gorlitz? With the satellites gone, we couldn't eavesdrop anymore. For a critical period, everything would rely on human intelligence. Operatives, specialists, spies. We ultimately settled on a controversial solution, and America wasn't far behind. No pats. Anton explains that, without satellite reconnaissance, both superpowers turned to NOPATs to beef up their intelligence capabilities. What the US and Russia didn't count on was that, when they finally did get satellites back into the sky, those same NOPATs began to intercept every signal that they could get their hands on. There are over 40 failed states and counting. Each one of them had their own MI6, their Mossad, their NSA. The NOPATs, as they like to be called, are still shunning international aid. Instead to remain autonomous and provide for themselves. What do you think was on this capsule that's so dangerous? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's not what's on it. It's who's after it. America and Russia. Well, there were never any Russian soldiers there. Those aren't Russian soldiers. They're Russian-speaking no-pats. How do you know? Well, because they're saying stray dogs. Now, that's what no-pats call each other in my part of the world. Wait a second. The squad that attacked the Americans? Yes. And the squad at the end? Yes, yes. All no-pats fighting each other? Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, some of these drives are worth their weight in gold. The past few times these things have come down, it's like a no-pat Christmas morning. But aren't no-pats generally on the same side, after the same things? Well, this war is changing that. And fast. Perhaps war has drawn new dividing lines within the no-pat ranks. It makes sense. Intel is a universal commodity. Russia and the US's new capsules could be too tempting for those just trying to survive. Maybe the binds that kept them together are starting to fray. To dig deeper into this idea, I knew there was only one person I could call. Hello? Hi, Kayvon. Uh, hi, hello. The man I'm talking to is Kayvon Bashir, once a freelance journalist. Kayvon, I'm calling because I'm wondering if you can shed some light on something I just learned. Last night in Gorlitz, there was uh, apparently... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I cannot talk about Gorlitz. I just want to know, is it possible that armed no-pets are fighting each other over intel? Is it possible? Absolutely, they are. Don't you think the non-patriated is a serious threat to world stability? The non-patriated are the symptom of that instability, not the cause. Okay, but you are saying that they're fighting each other. How did this rift begin? They never were unified. The mainstream media just labeled every refugee, every displaced person as a no-pet. There's a lot of factions out there that agree on nothing more than staying alive. What do the non-patriated even do with this intel when they get it? Is this about money or making a statement? What? No pet specialists aren't some 15-year-old kids looking to take down the man. These are skilled soldiers, spies. They understand the value of an asset when they see one. What's an example of what the non-patriated have been able to do with something like this? Well, 
one briefcase was able to start this whole war. How exactly did Nopat start it? Not the Nopats. It was one man, Oz. Amongst the handful of Nopat thought leaders, one voice stands out from the herd. Known only as Oz. He speaks to the masses mostly through recorded messages and speeches. Some have labeled him a terrorist, while others hail him as a hero. He commands thousands of Nopat task forces around the globe. But we have learned the harsh lessons this new world has taught us. We survived. That is why they hate us. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what it has ever done for you. If you listen to any of Oz's transmissions, one thing is clear. He thinks the world is a broken place that still needs to be smashed further to rebuild. But the idea that he would start a war, or could, of this scale, seems impossible. What could a refugee soldier use to lure these two superpowers into open war? The war began eight days ago. That's what we're being told when Russian forces collided in Doha with U.S. forces on a top-secret mission. Right, but how did Russia know to be there at that exact moment? Oz was able to bait them with intel that he knew they wouldn't resist. What was the intel? I can't say. In the Gorlitz transmission, there's mention of something called Operation Steadfast Refuge. I'm not going to talk about that. Ugh. Why did you agree to speak to me today? Because th- there's people out there that have been seduced by Oz's rhetoric. The idea of Nopats as a recognized force in the world, even a superpower in their own right, is a romantic idea to those suffering. But they need to understand the lengths he will go to achieve that end are horrific, and his own people are dispensable. This war isn't the end goal for us. It's just the beginning. The beginning? The beginning of what? Kevan? Kevan! I haven't been able to reach him ever since. Maybe the old adage is right. In a world gone mad, only the mad are sane. As crazy as it sounds, in a way, there was something comforting about the mainstream media's narrative. The last two superpowers finally coming to blows. But what if the US and Russia are really just puppets in this war? And it's the nopats that have figured out how to pull their strings. If what Kayvon Bashir says is true, then this war began because one nopat wanted it to, and he was able to use intel to make that happen. And clearly this isn't over. What is Operation Steadfast Refuge? What happened in Doha? As the Gorlitz transmissions prove, these intel wars continue. And the next time the wrong person gets the wrong piece of information, the fallout could be... even worse. This has been Matali Reed with The Reed Report. Stay safe out there.